0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning us in for this 66th episode of Good Questions with Cameron Toll. Special guests in this episode include from the upcoming series on MTV Deliciousness comedian Tim Chantarongsu. We'll also visit with Amit Zappa about the new documentary Zappa about his father Frank. Country singer and songwriter Paige Keene Johnson, our good friend, will stop by. We'll not only talk about the new single, Just Like You, she'll also play a tune for us as well. Also, country Christian artist and friend of the show, Zach Williams, he'll stop back by. We'll talk about his latest country release, Chainbreaker. And our final guest, the legendary one name is all it takes to describe her, Wynonna, She'll be on visiting about her new line, Harmony by Winona. Of course, if you would, please take the time to subscribe, drop a like, comment, leave some feedback, and share with your friends. Our first guest is a YouTube sensation, social media influencer, if there ever was one, and comedian, got the brand new series premiering on Monday on MTV, Deliciousness, Tim Chantarongsu. First off, Tim, thanks so much for the time, brother.
1: Oh, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. And you
0: killed that pronunciation, by the way. (laughs) Well, I, I I had a good tutor. I had a good tutor. (laughs) <laughs> now now uh, going to talk this morning about the upcoming series Deliciousness and you know I I, I talked to Rob a couple times on uh, ridiculousness before I ever watched the show and we got hooked in the last year during quarantine so uh the Deliciousness give us a little insight into the uh, in, into the new series. Well yeah you know um like you said you talked to Rob about ridiculousness and um Deliciousness is um, it's it's
1: ridiculousness, but it's it's all the great food clips of people like dropping food and setting things on fire or or, um, you know, you take you take something great like failed videos and then you mix it like something beautiful as food. And then you really <laughs> can't go wrong. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a super fun cast. It's, it's hosted by Tiffany Thiessen or, or a.k.a. Kelly Kapowski, of course. It's Angela Kinsey from The Office. It's Kel Mitchell from Keenan Kel. And it's me. And, um, you know, the chemistry of the cast is great. And we get to watch these hilarious food clips and, uh, we riff and we make jokes and we tell personal stories. And, um, I think it's like a really good show to just sit and laugh with the family.
0: Now, now Tim coming into a show like this, one of the, one of the things I know that worked on ridiculousness is that they'd known each other for so long. And there was that camaraderie, that, 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 that friendship, how, 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 how did, how was that coming into on the, on the first episode, if you will?
1: Well, you know what? Here's the thing, right? When I first sat down to shoot Deliciousness, I, I was looking around, and for one, I was like, wow, I, I grew up watching all of these people in different times of my life on TV, right? <laughs> from, from Saved by the Bell to Keenan and Kel. But then, like, um, as we began to shoot, it really felt like I had known everybody for a long time. The chemistry was surprisingly really... Easy and clicked from the beginning, and I think that's why the show does so well. It's a good balance of like my energy, and um, Angela really brings this um, down south almost like motherly energy where I would say something kind of off the wall and she would side eye me or raise an eyebrow on me, and it's just really, really fun.
0: Now, uh, Tim, how did how did you first get started in the uh, in the social media age? And I mean, how did you originally get into it? I mean, and uh, how hard is it to believe the naivety that you had coming in, if you will?
1: Well, you know, it's funny because um, when I when I first started creating content online, I I really there was no such thing as like uh, influencers or um, really even social media. I was just putting things on this new website I found called YouTube. And I thought, wow, uh, this might be a good way to get my face out there. Cause I really wanted to get into the entertainment industry, you know? Um, and, um, it just kind of happened by a happy accident. I started posting little stupid videos of me rapping or me doing impressions of people. And I was literally just doing it to make my, MySpace space friends laugh, you know? And, and the more, people began to watch the more i thought wow this could really turn into something so the more seriously i i began to take it and um it really it really um evolved into something that i did not expect and uh and it opened up a lot of doors for me to you know get on shows like uh like wild and out on mtv and now deliciousness great
0: and the, the the question I'm sure that has been posed to you before, it, it just goes with it. Is is it really is food really that funny? You know what? Food <laughs> in itself is not
1: funny, but watching what these people do to food and what the food does to them is hilarious.
0: And speaking of food, what uh, what is your go to, and what is uh, what is the one that you'll always turn down no matter where you're at? <laughs>
1: Well, you know what, um, I'm, I'm a Thai boy. That's why I got that long Thai last name. So my mom's Thai food is always my go-to at the end of the day. Um, and, uh, I also just love just a nice fatty, juicy steak. Yep. Um, and in terms of something I will always turn down, uh, oh man, I don't know. You know what? Okay. Uh, going, going back to Thai food, there's a really, uh, stinky Thai fruit. It's called durian. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh and my mom loves it. It's a super acquired taste. And um but I just hate it. Can't stand it.
0: So it's not genetically um, so. acquired. No, no,
1: definitely not. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I've heard stories. I've never, I've never dealt with one. So I, and I don't see myself ever purchasing one either. So uh, I think we're safe there, but uh, Tim, again, the new series starts uh, Monday evening, seven Eastern six local time. And uh, I want to make sure that folks know if they don't already follow you, where they can keep up with everything you've got going on, social media, website, all that as well. Sure. You can just follow
1: me on Instagram, Tim, my whole name, if you can figure out how to spell it. And,
0: um, and, you know, just watch Deliciousness December 14th. It's a great show. It's a great time. And I think you'll enjoy it. All right. Well, Tim, it's been great to visit with you this morning. I, I wish you continued success. A happy holidays. And hopefully we can catch up again in the new year. Hey, same to you. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. Up next, we visit with Amit Zappa. We'll be talking about the new documentary available right now, Zappa. First off, Amit, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, thank
2: you for having me. Hello, Oklahoma.
0: <laughs> and and how? Why was it? What was different? Maybe from Alex Winner's idea going into the the documentary that maybe uh, made you guys a little bit more open to the to the vision that he had.
2: Um, I well, I would say that the. Let me just tell you how it how it can, kind of came about to answer that question. So uh, I had sat in many. Conversations with other directors, other people that had a lot of interest in making a movie, a doc on uh, on my father. My mother would bring me into you know into these meetings, and there's many reasons why, uh, you know, we never moved forward with uh, other filmmakers. And you know, Alex Winter, I've known for a while. He he reached out, and so I set this meeting up between Alex and my mother. And it was really clear the level of trust, and um, you know, Gail really believed in Alex's creative vision for the film. He he made a sizzle, you know, like a little mini trailer, and and was really prepared and and uh, really spoke to, uh, you know, from the beginning he he knew what he wanted to do, and and my mother who was really precious about all the media in the vault, um, and she was sick, and she had every intention of beating her cancer. Uh, but she 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 dove in. She she loved Alex's films. Uh, she she believed in his uh, approach. And I'm so happy that uh, we we started this journey together. Cause for for a while, it was my mother, and myself, and Alex and and Glenn. Uh, you know his Alex's producing partner and. The goal was for Alex, for us to support Alex, to tell his story, warts and all, um, and to, to make an honest film. Uh, and I'm I'm proud of the, the results. You know, I get choked up every time I see it.
0: And for you, is it, uh, obviously, like you said, he choked up the first time. How is... How hard was it to to finally agree? Uh, and I'm, I'm I'm not saying that everybody's idea was different, but I, I know there's there's nerves going into to what somebody's going to put up on the screen <laughs> with uh, with your permission, right?
2: Um. Well, you, you take a leap of faith. You know the man, and and uh, again, that goes to Alex as a filmmaker. Uh, you know, Alex had director's cut, so he, honestly, the goal it is a big leap of faith and, and, you know, you don't want something that, uh, you know, I certainly do want to be involved in a, in a project that felt, you know, uh, like we were trying to reshape or change the history on someone, almost like, you know, propaganda or something, you know? Uh, and I think that that can happen when, you know, if, if, people that uh, are close to the media, they can have a tendency to say, well, you know, leave, leave that part out. I don't want people to know about that, right? Uh, and and that was not the approach at all. It was really, Alex, we believe in your creative vision. Uh, you have unfettered access. And, you know, and, and look, it took a long time to, to make the movie because we didn't have the financing. And there's so many complications that... that happened, um, you know, we discovered that a lot of the media in the vault, the shelf life of the actual film stock or the video was, was melting, you know, and, and you, you know, you have to bake these tapes and then digitize them, and there's it's a whole process, and uh, so in many ways, this movie, you know, couldn't have been made without the support of, of fans of Frank's music. Because uh, they really stepped up uh, to help preserve the media, and I'm just on cloud nine, uh, and and feel so so much gratitude towards the fan base and and for the people that have seen the movie and can really celebrate Alex's hard work and Mike Nichols, the editor. I mean, when you see this doc, <laughs> it is. I mean I'm biased of course because the subject matter is my father but it, I I do think it's it's an extraordinary film. I love music documentaries and I I like pinch myself that um you know I I just I think it really is special and I hope people give it a chance and and, and check it out. It, you don't have to like Frank's music at all but you get to see this 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 human being um that was very political that fought for all of our artists rights. And over, you know, he had to overcome so many, so many things. He was blacklisted by, you know, the media; they wouldn't play his music. You know, have someone, this is someone who fought tooth and nail um, just to be able to uh, express himself. And he put all the money that he made back into making art uh, and, uh, and taking care of us as a family, of course. But you know, it's um, it's definitely the most honest portrayal of the man um that that's ever you know ever been made you know it, it, it's 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 pretty awesome
0: <laughs> and, and and I mean, were there were there any moments that uh that that maybe surprised you maybe some things uh, you hadn't or maybe had forgotten
2: oh yeah oh yeah there's lots of things and to that point, you know, again, when you're like, well, you take a leap of faith, because you have no idea, you know, you give me a tape, and on the spine of the tape, it'll say, you know, what you think it is, and when you when you review it, you're like, oh, that's not, you know, it, that's not all that this is, right? So there there are things that, you know, didn't make it into the documentary, not because I was like, don't use it, but mostly because it wasn't of, of interest in the story that Alex wanted to tell, Uh and I'll, I'll give you an example. There's some, like, sexy time videos, you know, of like my mom and dad. Not that I watched them, but I was like, wait, there is? I'm like, keep that the hell away from, the hell away from me. I do not want to see that. Nope.
0: That's awesome. Now, uh, Amit, if folks want to find more information about the documentary, check it out, and uh, and also all the socials uh, to keep up with everything else you got going on.
2: Uh. You know, uh, for for whatever reason, the phone just cut out, and I heard I heard stop, 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 whatever else was going on. So I'm just going to take a guess, okay? I think that you said, uh, "Don't be a COVID idiot," um, and and um, I don't know, stop stop breeding pit bulls And yeah, I mean, that's that's yeah, I don't do that. I'll take your advice. No one should do that anymore. <laughs> um, I, you know, thank you for caring about animals as much as I do. Um, I I don't know what you were saying, bro. I'm so sorry.
0: No, it's it's all. I was just gonna say, uh, where's the best place for folks to keep up with uh, with everything you got going on social media wise as well?
2: Ah, they're a Simple question. Um, people can follow me at Ahmed Zappa on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, you know, I uh, I also have a little radio show that uh, people can listen to if they have SiriusXM called Rock Tales. You can hear. My Philly shenanigans uh, every Thursday uh, at 9 p.m. East, 6 p.m. West. Um, if you're so inclined, but um, uh, yeah, for for the most part, um, I'm nowadays. I'm focusing on making a lot of kids content <laughs> because I love being a dad. It brings me intense happiness. I have a four and a half year old and I have a ten year old, and and you know certainly during COVID, family is the most important thing. As well as everyone's safety and their health, and I, again, I'm I'm uh, I am trying to live uh, a I, I'd say different than how my dad, you know, was with me in that he was so busy and and not around all the time. So I'm trying to keep these uh, spend more time with my kids and, and you know,
0: well, that's that's good stuff. Well, I'm great to visit with you this morning. Hope you have a great rest of your week.
2: everyone i hope have a safe and happy holiday blessings to everyone thank you so much for having me on your show i had a good time thanks so much
0: our next guest on the podcast uh, a good friend of the show is a country artist singer songwriter Paige King Johnson and uh, Paige first off, uh, always good to visit with you, my friend
3: I know it's good to, to be able to see you. We usually just talk over the phone and stuff like that so I mean we aren't in person, but this is the next best thing.
0: That's right and <laughs> uh, and Paige this uh, this year being what it is uh, this is this is what we've had to resort to uh, a lot of the times but what have what is 2020 taught you? Uh, maybe is, is technology something you've had to pick up a little bit extra this year?
3: For sure. Um, you know, being a 20 something year old, we're, we're supposed to be good at technology to a certain extent, but this, uh, this year has made me very, very thankful for telephones and for laptops and for good Wi-Fi and all that kind of
0: stuff. Sorry about that. Uh, audio there. Let's see. All right. Well, luckily it was at the end of your statement. So,
3: yeah, you're good.
0: So what was, uh, with everything being as different as it's being, what, uh, what did Thanksgiving have to look like for you this year?
3: It was very strange every year. My family, um, since I was born, we spend Thanksgiving at my grandparents and they're about an hour away, um, from my family's house in North Carolina. And so this year with everything happening, um, you know, we couldn't all gather together because it's usually 18 people packed into a very tiny farmhouse. Um, and so we knew that wasn't going to be a good idea. Uh, so it was just cooking ham and cooking a turkey for the first time ever for, you know, just my family, um, here back in North Carolina, um, with just the six of us and our closest family. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Thanksgiving really didn't feel like Thanksgiving this year, sadly. And um I'm just I'm hopeful that next year will be a little bit better.
0: <laughs> now now musically wise, I I know you've had a couple of great releases this year so far and uh moving forward, did this year inspire you as far as your writing's concerned or uh ha- has has the what's going on in the world kind of uh m- made it a little darker if you will?
3: Um, I feel like this year has definitely offered me a lot more time to write. Um, you know, I'm normally out on the road or uh, busy with other things, and so I don't get as much time to write, which is one of the, you know, biggest things that I love about this job of mine. And so um, I've written more within the past nine months than I have in. Uh, probably the last two years, and so uh, I've—I pr- think I counted the other day—and I've written unfinished about seventy some songs since then. So <laughs> it has been very good on the creative aspect. I mean, obviously, none of us are living very—you um, know—glamorous lives or any kind of crazy lives right now that we're writing about. But we're having this space and this time to just—you know—have the freedom to be creative and—you know. Um, get to
0: kind of write whatever we want to right now so so we we uh, alluded to it a little earlier some some pretty big news uh i i guess i i guess we're hoping this is probably uh in your eyes the best news of the year right
3: (laughs) you have to you have to prioritize everything
0: (laughs) (laughs) so so now how long uh how long before the before the big day
3: we're, uh, so for people who don't get it, I, I was engaged. Um, and, uh, we're just taking it day by day. It's most definitely, we want a normal wedding and we want everybody to be safe, um, and feel comfortable while they're there. So we're looking towards, you know, once Corona is done doing her thing, then we can, we can deal with it. <laughs>
0: I, I think you're the first that, uh, that, that, that put the female uh, aspect to it. So, uh, yeah. so there we go. We, we do, but, but the, the, a at the end is, uh, is the female side, right?
3: It's feminine.
0: <laughs> now the, uh, the, the, latest single that you've got out there, tell our listeners, uh, a little bit, the story behind the single and, uh, how excited you are by the, by the feedback that you've had.
3: Yeah. So, uh, I had the idea for this song. Um, it was in spring of 2019, and um, I kind of had some verses written down on my phone. And I went to one of my best friends that I actually met at college in Nashville, and we've been friends for many, many years. And um, I went to Reagan, and I said, "Girl, I need help. I know this is a love song, and I do not do love songs." So um, I took her the verse, and we uh, kind of played around with it, and we wrote the song in like two hours. It was one of the easiest songs that. Um, you know has ever come out and we knew whenever we left that day that we had something special you know as a songwriter you write songs throughout the year but every once in a while you'll leave and you'll know that you've got something a little bit different and so I took it to my producer and I played it for him the next day and he loved it and we all just fell in love with it even taking it into the studio and um giving it a whole new breath of life in there and um After we recorded it, we kind of sat on the song a little bit and just wanted to kind of see how it, um, you know, continued to resonate with us and all that stuff. And to make sure that it wasn't just a song that we were excited about, but that it was something that everybody could be, um, you know, excited about and they could relate to. And the whole song is just about the give and takes in relationships and how. Um, you know, most of us, as we have another person in our lives, whether it's a romantic relationship or a family or a friend relationship, um, most of us usually screw some things up every now and then, and we don't deserve the other person, um, and everything that they give back into us. And so the whole song is just about, um, you know, acknowledging your shortcomings and the other person's shortcomings and just giving each other grace and coming back even stronger out of it.
0: Now in the songwriting process, what is, uh, what's your Achilles heel? What's, uh, what's your least favorite or, or the, is it the, is it the final, is it the, the, the part where you're fi- saying, okay, we're done. Is that the hardest part to get to? Or, or do you have something else that you, that you fight with?
4: Um, I guess for me,
3: I'm so much of a melody person and I really like whenever we get into the writing process, um, I like to know, you know, how much space is going to be within the song. And and if the song needs some space to breathe and and what it's going to sound like before I can really dive into lyrics. Um, And some people are the other way where they just want to write all the lyrics first and then put music to it later. And so um, probably just the biggest thing in general in co-writing is knowing your co-writer and knowing how they work and being willing to kind of, both of y'all being willing to kind of go with the flow of the other person. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, let, let the best lyric and the best melody and, um, everything just kind of build up to make the best song that y'all can. And,
0: and I'm always interested in the songwriting process. I mean, I, I understand music, but the songwriting, I never, that's something I never could grasp who has uh, songwriter wise, who has had the biggest impact on your writing style?
3: Um, I absolutely love Lori McKenna, and uh, she has been around in country music for, um, you know, 20 plus years and has just put her stamp on many, many songs, cut all the way from George Strait to Cadillac 3 to Tim McGraw and everybody in between. She's just a lyrical genius, Um, and I, I strive to be like her, and every write that I go into, I sit down, I'm like, all right. However, we can write a Lori McKenna song today. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> and uh, what has uh, what has been the most bizarre performance that you've had in 2020? I've heard uh, I've heard somebody pulled up to a, a park on uh, the back of their truck. They they sang to a, a concert. They did a concert there. Uh, can you top that?
3: Um, I just put on a, a show last week an outdoor sh- Christmas show and we sang off of a hay trailer So I, that's just the country version of that
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, just a, that's just a bigger that's that's got a, li- a little more glitz and glamour to it right?
3: Uh, yeah just a hay trailer full of hay and Christmas trees. That's all it was.
0: <laughs> what is what's been the one thing that you focused on this this year? as as an artist not necessarily on the songwriting side but but maybe vocally or uh in in the demonstration of it
3: um one of the big things so I've I've been during the quarantine times I've been back home um with my family in North Carolina and being back in my childhood home and having the piano that I grew up playing on whenever I first started taking piano lessons at the age of I think I was five or six um and I I kind of threw away piano whenever I started playing guitar at 10 and um, it's been really nice to get back to that and kind of get back to my roots in piano and, um, you know, challenge myself and frustrate myself and, and then surprise myself all in the same week or so. Um, so that's been really cool to kind of add a different mix to um, that, even on the songwriting side where I can now go and sit down at the piano and, you know, figure out melodies and stuff like that. Um, as well as you know, on the the personal side, just trying to give myself time to breathe and figure things out, and just let um, you know whatever's supposed to come come. I feel like all the time as an artist, you're expected to just kind of you know have everything planned out. And once you have this out, you have to plan the next thing and get this out and be on top of things. And um, I think this year is kind of taught everybody in general, but especially in the music industry that. Uh, you know, we can we can take time and and let the music, you know, do its thing and really, really, you know, absorb everything that it can before it's out into the world. And so I've been trying to do a lot more of that because I am a person that will pull the trigger like the second that something's done. And so I need to just be more reflective on things.
0: <laughs> that's, that's cool. Now. Now, you said you got your your guitar with you today. I do. I I'm, I'm excited to hear. I've, you know, we've done the Facebook Live, we've done all that, but I'm excited to to to, to hear you play and sing again.
4: Yeah,
3: this is a it's a different feel. It's just <laughs> yeah. like a private concert for you. you <laughs> um, I'll play I'll play the single for everybody if y'all haven't heard it yet. Um, this is on Spotify, iTunes, all that kind of stuff, and. Hopefully it's going to still continue to climb the charts on country radio everywhere.
4: It's called Just Like You. Ain't it just like a man To forget every birthday And leave you hanging on the line Wondering if he's gonna say I love you Ain't it just like a man show up late to the party expecting you'll be ready to leave on his own soon but ain't it just like you coming in from a long hard day dirty hand wrapping around my waist baby tell me what's happened since I left this morning and ain't it just like you to be so patient Even when I'm driving you crazy To know what I want to say Before I think of me Ain't it just like you To love a girl like me Ain't it just like you To love a girl like me Ain't it just like me To make a mess of everything Falling apart to see how far you'll go to fix it. And ain't it just like me to ask you to up and leave your job and your mom for a new hometown just cause I'm in it. But ain't it just like you coming in from a long, hard day, dirty hand, wrapping happened since I left this morning And ain't it just like you to be so patient Even when I'm driving you crazy To know what I want to say before I think of you Ain't it just like you To love a girl like me Ain't it just like you love a girl like me and i hope the way you love me never changes because i've never felt anything like it,
5: and i'll never
4: find anyone just like you coming in from a long hard day, dirty hands wrapping around my waist baby tell me what's happening since I left this morning, just like you, to be so patient, even when I'm driving you crazy, to know what I want to say before I think of thing, ain't it just like you, to love a girl like me, ain't it just like you, to love a girl like me.
0: Always good stuff. And, and how hard is it to, to have to sing whenever you got a, a muggle? I almost switched the picture over to just a logo <laughs> for you to help you out a little bit.
3: No, I like it. It actually gives me somebody to sing to. So I'm not just singing to this little green dot on my computer. <laughs>
0: and 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 it's it's like i was telling somebody uh yesterday you said i'm just enough of a prankster that whenever i'm watching somebody my mind is racing saying and my mind is also saying no 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 so if if you see me smiling i'm telling myself don't do anything don't do anything yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> Don't make a funny face or start, or start making lyrical movements to all of the,
0: (laughs) (laughs) please, please, please do not sing backup. Please don't do that.
3: (laughs) Hey, we'll take anything. Honestly, these days I haven't been able to play with a band much. I'll take anything. (laughs) How
0: how much different is the, is the co-write doing it, uh, doing it virtually?
3: It's very strange because, um, Before all of this, I was always kind of anti-Zoom right because I'm very much a believer in the energy in the room. And I know that people, you know, some people say that sounds hippy-dippy, but there is something about just having everybody in a room, um, you know, with their guitars, their pianos, whatever, and um, being able to bounce ideas off of people. And obviously, then there's, you know, the technical hurdles of no, no, you go first. No. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) Or freezing up or whatever. And so that can be kind of annoying every now and then. But um, like I said, I'm so grateful for things like Zoom and FaceTime and all that kind of stuff, because it really has saved um, that whole creative process for all of us this year. And it has, it's taught all of us that we can Get work done wherever we are. And so I I really do feel like even after we get back out on the road that um, a lot more rights and co rights will happen because Zoom rights have become such a prevalent thing and we've all become comfortable with it.
0: And see, I was probably one of the last to jump on to the zoom thing. And, and I think one of the interviews we did before they offered a zoom and I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm audio only audio. But then I I got on a zoom and when you see the person's face, it makes all the difference in the world in a conversation. So
3: absolutely. And even if I've done some podcasts too, where even if it is an audio only podcast, that they'll still want to do a zoom just because it creates that energy and that, you know, back and forth between us. And it it does, there's something about seeing the other person's face.
0: (laughs) And, and, and and wondering what are they thinking? No. (laughs) (laughs) You get the, and whenever you ask a question, the face that's given back to you, you're like, Oh, that was not what they were expecting.
3: (laughs) You can read all the social cues. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's good. Now, uh, of course, if folks want to, to find more information, not only the single, all your music, the videos, upcoming tour dates, whenever those become available, where's the best place?
3: Um, my website, first and foremost, which is just pagekingjohnson.com. And it has a link to all of my um, social medias on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. I'm not a TikToker. So if you're looking for that kind of content, I'm not your girl. Um, but anything else? I am right there, just Paige King Johnson.
0: All right. Well, Paige, it's always great to visit with you. Good to see you face to face. It and uh, uh, best wishes to you for the Merry Christmas and uh, and a Happy New Year as well.
3: Thank you. You too, Cameron. <music>
0: Making a return visit on the podcast, uh, Christian artist, country Christian artist, I guess, or or just musician, uh, singer songwriter, Zach Williams. And uh, Zach, good to see him today, my friend.
6: Thanks, man. It's good to be here.
0: Now, now, Zach, the uh, the, the first single released on on country. Did you uh, have any anticipation that it was going to get the uh, the the following and the feedback that you got? Well you had to have a little idea working with dolly right
6: i was about to say you know if if anything was going to help it was going to be dolly parton so (laughs) uh i I really didn't know how the song would go you know um but we were we were pleased to see how well um country music you know embraced it and it was just great to have a song on country radio i grew up listening to country radio and i've always loved it so me to be able to have music you know in christian genre and country i mean it was great
0: now obviously faith uh, is huge in your life and, and the ministry of the music that you have as well and uh how cool is it to be able to share that faith that uh, so many folks need especially right now I mean I
6: think anytime you have a song that can reach an audience that you typically wouldn't reach um it's always a it's a plus it's a blessing for me and I think you know there was Jesus just the message behind that song couldn't have couldn't have been any more perfect for 2020 I mean for me when I wrote it it was I was looking back on the last of my life. And I think, uh, you know, the message in the song, people will look back on 2020, you know, years down the road and say, Hey, you know, maybe we didn't see it in that moment, but God was, was doing something there. And I, and I, and I believe that. And so I think anytime you get a chance to, to share that message with me, it's great.
0: And, uh, the, the new single chain breaker, I've known this one for a couple of years. Uh, several yeah. folks have this one kind of brought you on the scene and uh, man alive. How cool is it to, to bring this to a, a whole new audience now?
6: I think that's, uh, that's awesome. I mean, it's to be able to see this song have a new life, you know, for people that have maybe never heard the song to get a chance to hear it now. Um, I mean, I, I remember when I recorded it, you know, as a new Christian artist and thinking this song sounds too country for Christian music, you know, <laughs> and, and then Christian music embraced it in such a big way. You know, now I hope that, you know, obviously I think there's a lot of fans out there in country music that listen to Christian music as well. I know for myself, I, I switch back and forth all the time listening to music, and and so yeah, I'm I'm just excited to see uh, how it's going to respond and how people are going to you know connect to it.
0: And Zach, for those that don't know the song, don't know the backstory. Tell us, uh, let our list. I, I know it, but uh, I can't assume everybody listening does.
6: Well, I mean, about I would say now it's been about eight years ago me and my wife were, were going to a church in our hometown in, in Jonesboro, Arkansas. And my wife got involved in a prison ministry. And uh, she had gone on several of these prison trips and she had kind of shared her story of just kind of what God had done in our life with these women at a prison. And I remember her coming home one night from one of these trips and she told me, she was like, you know, you've got to go the next chance you get, take your guitar, play some of these songs, share your story. And I and I kind of kind of was like, no, that's really not my thing. And, and she went ahead and she signed me up anyway. And so, um, I went ahead and went, and I just, what I experienced that day was something I'd never been a part of, never experienced in my life, and and so fast forward to about a year and a half later, I'm in Nashville. I've been writing songs all week, and I sat down in a room with a couple of people, and I just was kind of sharing that story of, like, what I saw God do when we started playing these songs in the prison and sharing our story, and, uh, and Chainbreaker was just thrown out as a title, and, and the idea of, you know, that guy can do anything um, was just kind of the idea behind that song. Let's just talk about the truths of who he is. And, and for me, the prison ministry was a very big part of, you know, the, the, the background story of that song. And so, uh, you know, and then I got a chance, you know, a few years later to go into a prison and record a record. And I mean, it's just, it's been really cool to see that song and the doors that it's opened, you know, for the last four and a half years.
0: And, uh, you, you talked about the prison ministry. We, as a praise team had the opportunity at, well, it, it was presented to us about a prison. And I think we had the same idea in mind, the same thought process. I don't know about yeah. this. Uh, but, you know, you wonder about a captive audience, but you know, the, the word of God and the music gets to them and, uh, it's amazing the, the, the feedback and the feeling you got there as well.
6: Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Thank you.
0: Now, now for you, looking forward to twenty twenty one. How has uh, how has twenty twenty changed the goal setting moving forward? Oh, man.
6: I think twenty twenty <laughs> has been one of those years where we'll take whatever we can get in twenty one. You know, uh, yeah, you kind of step back and assess a lot of things, and and you put things into perspective when you realize how quickly it can be taken away from you. And uh, you know, we were fortunate enough this year to be able to go out and do about three of these drive in theater dates and really a for us uh you know for me just just in seeing that kind of saved our you know year um and it was just another one of those things where you know just put your faith and trust in god and and let him do what he's always done and uh you know and so i'm i'm just doing the same thing for 21 i'm trusting that he's going to provide a way and for us to be back out with fans and playing some music and you know hopefully uh hopefully all this will get over soon or at least we'll figure out how to live with it and we can just move on in life
0: well, well, I I, I asked about uh, everybody where where they have played in during twenty twenty if they've had the chance to play, but I, and now I've changed my 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 idea. What has been the uh, the most bizarre opportunity you've had to play in twenty twenty? oh my goodness!
6: You know, honestly, um, I would say that the drive-ins to me seemed like I couldn't wrap my head around that at first because I didn't understand how any of it worked. I grew up in a, in a little town in Arkansas, and we in theater or at least the you know the remains of a drive-in theater and I remember as a kid thinking that would have been really cool to go watch movies there and then uh, you show up at these places and they're in the middle of nowhere and you're you you have no backstage you have no dressing rooms I mean you're living on your bus every day you know ordering food from some some little restaurant in town um, because they're just not set up to do that but um, I would say there were some pretty pretty cool places though that we got to to go and, and do that and And it all worked out, you know, when people uh, people came. And the thing is, is I think people are just ready for music. You know, they're ready to get back out and start going to live shows again.
0: Now, how has how has your songwriting gone this year? Has it has it gone darker? Has it maybe been has it has it maybe inspired a little bit more light to your music?
6: No. Well, I wouldn't say that I, I didn't. Honestly, I didn't write just a whole whole lot this year. Um, when when all the, when we came off the road, we we were really careful uh, about not doing anything for a while. I had a couple of those Zoom writes, and those are always weird, you know, unless you're writing with somebody that you really know. You know that can be awkward. Um, I did do some write uh, with some country artists this year, just to just to see you know what what could happen with that. And then uh, we ended up going down to Muscle Shoals and re-recorded a Christmas album, and then after much thought and, you know, trying to decide what's the best thing to do. We just decided to hold on to the, to the entire record this year and wait to release it next year. So we put out a single, um, I actually have two more songs to go down and finish up in February. Um, but, uh, I'm going to start writing for a, for a third record in January. And I kind of always myself to write 30 or 40 songs. And then hopefully out of that, there'll be 10 or 12 good ones that we can put on a record, you know, but, uh, yeah, I have a feeling I'm gonna get busy in January and February writing a bunch of new music.
0: Now, in the in the writing process, what what is your uh, what what's your Achilles heel in the writing process? Oh, Achilles heel.
6: I guess for me, it's like the up tempo songs. Like I can sit down and write a love song or a sad song or a slow song <laughs> all day long. It's it's finding that one that feels like it belongs on on radio. You know, there's there's never enough of those. You know, stomp your feet and clap your hand type songs and so I think for me that's that's something I'm always trying to work to get better at but uh I just love the writing process I love you know writing from a new season and kind of where you're at I I think this year writing out of just seeing God's faithfulness in my life and seeing what he's done I think that'll be a cool way to start 21 you know is to is to start writing from kind of that perspective on things
0: and, uh, what, one of my go-to questions I love to ask, and I've probably asked this of you before, what is, yeah. what, what, what is the biggest thing that you learned about Zach this year?
6: Oh my gosh. Uh, that I could homeschool if I had to, I guess
0: <laughs> in my
6: life, she, she does all the homeschool stuff here. And, but there's been a few days that I've had to sit down and remember how to do some fractions and things like that. And stuff that I've never used in my life since fifth grade, but you know, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I, I guess that and just uh, that. If I have to be, I'm all right with with you know taking a break and stepping back for a little while. Even though I'm not wired that way, my uh, my thing is to be on the go twenty four seven. It's been really, it's been really nice to be home with the family and 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 connect. But if twenty one is is going gonna go anywhere the way it looks, I think I'm gonna be on the road most of the year next year.
0: <laughs> and that's a, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing.
6: It is, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, Zach, if folks want to find out more, uh, not only about the single, about uh, all the music you got out there, the upcoming tour dates, uh, what 2021 has in store, where's the best way?
6: Uh, You can go to ZachWilliamsMusic.com and there'll be a link to all my socials, all of the digital formats for music, anywhere you want to buy, t-shirts, merch, any of that stuff. uh, You can check it all out right there and, and find
0: me there. All right. Well, Zach, it's uh, it, It's always great to visit with you, my friend. Yeah, man. Thank and, uh, you. And I, I hope you guys have a, a Merry Christmas, and hopefully we can fit in a, a catch-up sometime in that busy 2021.
6: I heard that. Well, thank you, man. Y'all have a good one
0: our next guest uh man live I, I, I can't go deep enough into explanation of what she's meant uh, musically <laughs> in my life over the years and uh, been a huge fan and uh, we've got all kinds of things we're going to talk about today only got a her by one name winona great to have you on the line today
5: wow i love you <laughs> oh Thank if you. i could only live up to that i, I appreciate oh it. <laughs> i do you know what um people are kind to me and i've I've really come to rely on it even more, especially the last nine months of being home. People are really kind to me. I've been, what, I was famous at 18. I've been doing this, what, 37 years and you know people still say kind things and i'm grateful. uh wow, it's yeah, what a journey. what a journey <laughs> it's been. and the, the
0: in the midst of 2020, how it's been, uh man alive, music is something that people have found a little solace in and and i know that uh Winona, with everything that's going on, any little minor issues that you're having seem amplified, don't they?
5: They do and they don't, I'll be really honest. When you're on the farm, it doesn't matter. What kind of day you're having, because there's no time to complain, you have to do your chores. The animals are waiting, and so there's that, and then there's the flip side of when I was with Mom the other day, and a couple of days ago I went and played cards with Ashley, and we were sitting there talking about how it has been lonely. We live on a farm, and it is some days it's isolation and some days it's solitude. And you come to appreciate the simple because, yeah, that's what we're doing. And I'm really grateful for my land. I'm grateful for the fans. I can do Zoom calls, and we're doing concerts online. And hey, the music continues, my dear. That's right. And
0: and I know we want to talk about a, a special release as well, the Harmony by Winona Products. And and Winona, when did uh, when did this first uh, come up for you? And what was your initial your initial response, I should say.
5: Wow. Initial response. That's a really loaded question. So here's what I know. In 1984, I was 18 years old. I became extremely busy. I was, uh, you know, famous all of a sudden. uh Uh-oh. You know, just being on stage from the Super Bowl to, you know, state fairs, presidents. I've performed for six presidents. Just a lot of ups and downs and traveling and trying to manage all of it, and I'm just now to the point, honestly, this many years later to where I feel the peace that I do, because it's a process, as you know. I think it really amplified when I came home in March. March the 14th, I unloaded the bus for the first time in 25 years, and I found myself months later literally looking outside, looking up to the sky, and singing words that were from the depths of my soul, just sadness and just my friends, my family, my band and crew, just everything. And I just said, God, what can I do? And the thing I got, the resounding, uh, take care of you. Because if you don't take care of you, you know, that whole thing of there's no me in team, well it's time and so i started on a journey and i'm dialoguing with the fans uh via zoom and i'm just talking about the process and you have it too you wake up you try to do your best and you know get through your day and i have found that i i don't want to rely on medication uh, conventional and i started down this road with a friend of mine i said i need something to to help me so i don't end up a statistic and here we are the cbd oil uh, has been a blessing to me, and I teach my fans through my experience of, you know, just if it works for me, and it has, and so I'm just sharing my story with others.
0: And uh, obviously, the the CBD. The first question is, how can you be sure that uh, that C- CBD and the, and not the THC? I know that's one of the that's one of the big stigmas that everybody has sure. uh, has a concern about.
5: Well, I, and I hear you, and I understand, and this is what I tell everyone that I talk to, whether it's, you know, music or something like this, you really have to do your own research. I'm a researcher. I have been since I was a kid. I don't just, even the Bible, I question, and I'll ask people questions, and, you know, I just, I believe in really, really studying and paying attention. You you know, Winona.com. you can go on there for, gosh, anything musical, and now you can go on there, and you have to do the research yourself and find out if it works for i know for me as a person in recovery i know for me uh the healing process does not include thc it just does not and that's my personal story everybody's different for me this is something that i feel good about for me in my body and if it works for you, absolutely. I am not a doctor and I don't claim to be, but I tell you one thing, I was on medications I don't want to be on. So I'm alternative. That's just my story. And look, I don't have the answer for everything. I do know this. I feel peaceful and that for me is a blessing because the roller coaster ride of the music business right now is really intense.
0: And, and you talked about the, the roller coaster ride, and, and has 2020, as you've had a chance to sit back and reflect, what has what maybe been one of the aha moments that's, uh, that's been recollected to you this year?
5: Okay, I'd say top two. One of them has been, um, if I never sing another note again, I'm at peace with knowing that I've, I've done my best, and I know that. I know that I can say that. Uh, It's been a process, trust me. And number two, um, I've realized from watching documentaries and studying the Word and just my own journey is that I got really distracted at age 18 with the the keeping up with the the expectations and the fame and just the fortune and accountants and all the stuff, 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 that it's now about being an artist. It's not about being famous. And I think that's interesting because at my age, You know, everybody's going for likes and follows and, you know, look at me, look at me. You know what? I just want to sing. And I think the aha moment came with my last project with my husband. We have an EP on Spotify, and I'm listening to the music, and it's live, and it's just my voice, and it's imperfect, and it's just me being real. And I said, thank you, God, that I'm in a place in my life where I can be me, and I don't have to work for somebody else's uh, approval. And I think that's cool, because I don't worry about being famous, and I just want to play music, and that's cool.
0: And, and when you look back and, and folks come to you and talk about uh, the inspiration that you've been to them in their lives, and you, and you think about the ups and downs that you've gone through, I mean, how much does that maybe reassure your faith in, uh, in, the, in the bigger plan in your life? Well, what do you
5: mean in terms of just specifically? A,
0: a, just how it makes you feel on a personal level whenever folks uh, oh. you know that you've, you've touched lives.
5: I think knowing that I've made a connection, um, look, I've, I've, I've sung at a, a, a prison in Vegas. I've sung for the president. I've sung for six presidents. I've sung for the, the, the least of these, the people at a funeral, the, the, the haves and the have-nots. I've always been on the front line. You know, we sing in war and in peacetime. Musicians are not, we don't discriminate. You can be an atheist and still come to my show. There's no, you know, check your ID at the door. We just say, hey, come one, come all. I think knowing that I've been and and I've made a difference in someone's life, is that a groove? I think music prepares the heart. In church, we start with music to open up the heart so that the Word can seep in and hopefully change lives. I, I know that I'm not the higher power. There is a higher power. I'm not it. But I tell you one thing, I can sing, and I'm grateful for my gift. So, yes, it has made the difference in my life when I've had my lowest of lows and the highest of highs.
0: Now as a, as a musician and songwriter has this year been inspiring for for the music or has it been a, a little harder to find that inspiration?
5: It's been a devastatingly beautiful time. I have been to the mountain top as well as in the valley of the shadow of death. I have been literally the high and the low because I'm an artist, I feel all of it. And yeah, I've, I I know I I literally buried a dear, dear friend who died of cancer. And then I'm literally next week going to get to sing with my mom for the first time in five years. And, yeah, it's the best and worst of times. And music reflects, you know, country music is real words for real people in the real world. We tell a story. We tell you about the good and the not so good. And that's what country music is. So it's raw and it's real. And it's getting more so because we're taking off the veneer, you know
0: and of all the songs in the in the catalog even a, maybe an unreleased one what is what is the one that you've been relying on here in the, the maybe the last couple of weeks that's kind of
5: helped wow. you wow that's really interesting i have several cuz i'm 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 definitely uh i'm i'm really sassy i'm tough and i'm tender i would say um gosh i've been it's interesting you said that because i've been singing A lot of just hymns lately. I've been just walking through the house. The other day I was like, hold your head up high and don't be afraid of the storm. Walk on. And I count myself singing that. And then I'll walk into the next room and I'll sing something. You know, it just comes from the deepest part of me. I don't know. I think with the Judds, I've been singing Love Can Build a Bridge in my head some because, hey, we need love. God knows um and then i'll turn around and sing the blues so i'm a combination of a lot of different things
0: that's that's good stuff now uh again the uh the the harmony uh, by winona we want to make sure uh winona and make sure and let folks know where they can find more information about that and uh, and also the other stuff you got going on as well
5: yeah winona.com i'm global baby (laughs) um well um, you know what i just i love people and i love music and on the 20th, I'm going to do a Christmas show. Uh, I think the fans pay 10 bucks or something. It's really simple. And it's just music will always be a part of people's lives. And I'm so grateful for that. You know, it's like no matter what number I'm at on the charts or whatever the heck, you know, this is this is people that have been in my life since I was 18. And I'm really, really looking forward to the next project and getting back out on the road, of course. And until then, we're here on the farm, you know, from the farm to you kind of thing. So...
0: That's good stuff. Well, Winona, like I mentioned earlier, a huge fan for uh, for so many years. I, I truly appreciate your time. Wish you the merriest of Christmases, and uh, hopefully yes. we'll catch up again in the new year.
5: Yes, God is still good.
0: Again, thanks for tuning us in for this 66th episode of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. If you ever have a comment, question, or anything else you'd like to know, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at GQ with GQWithCam. If you'd like to help out in the funding for the podcast, feel free to click the support tab and follow the instructions. If you have a special guest in mind, you can email me, gqwithcam at gmail.com. Again, every episode, I like to say thanks to our good friend, Brandon Allen. He puts the tunes underneath of good questions. We appreciate that. And we're going to let him play us out as we will be back with episode number 67 coming up tomorrow.